Hello, welcome in to episode two of the Michael Likes Stuff podcast. You are in for a treat today because I have some old footage when I did a couple podcast recordings last year and it never became a podcast and I felt like a real jerk because I took these people's time and didn't use it. So normally on the podcast, we would talk about things that I like, which we do in this episode, but you must know that the idea for this podcast before this podcast was the Friends of Michael podcast in which I would just hang out with one of my friends and we would record uh, talking about things that we like talking about together. So it's not that different. Furthermore, uh, my guest on the podcast you're about to listen to was my dear friend, Mitchell Moon, resident of Nashville, Tennessee, born and raised. And a couple notes, we recorded this last year, so any sports references are not current. They're, they're old, they're outdated, ignore it. And if you hear Mitchell mention his work, he was working at a uh, Christian rehab facility uh, in Huntsville, Alabama, and he has moved back here since then. So if you hear him talking about his work, hear him talking about that. Uh, we talk about a lot of really fun stuff on this podcast. We talk about a medical condition called an O-mental infarction, and it's very rare. And we talk about Mitchell's story and experience with that. Don't worry. He's okay. It was a, a blip in his life, and he's, he's doing well now. We also talk about when the last time we cried was. We talk about some movies. There might be some spoilers. And once again, these are from last year, so they're not current spoilers. And some of them are very not current spoilers. And we also talk about how to pronounce Yosemite correctly. And we spent some time talking about the Enneagram and Faith. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Michael Like Stuff podcast today. I hope you enjoy our conversation. friends i mean dear god um it's me so great question yeah i um, mean it's gonna be a fun answer because i've got no earthly idea yeah i don't remember it happening all i remember is uh you me and evan hanging out one night and i was like mm. man you know this michael guy is a pretty cool cat yeah i like this cat i'm gonna hang out with him yeah and then it just turned into hey man you want to hang out 
And then it turned into more, hey, man, you want to hang out? And then yeah. we ended up in this couch in this living room. Yeah. Doing a podcast. And, I mean, I remember we were acquaintances in college. Definitely. I wouldn't have considered us friends. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. We had mutual fr- a lot of mutual friends. Yeah, yeah. Also, a few mutual funds as well. <laughs> mutual funds, yes. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, I remember you being in the dorm. Yeah. And I'm like, you lived with Tanner, our friend Tanner. Yeah, yeah, when, yeah. That was uh, my a, junior year. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I remember I was in that room a few times. That was the Omental Infarction year. The what? Yeah. The What's mental that? infarction year. What is that? You you want to take this aside? You want to do this, or you want to finish your thought? I, I, no, I want it. I want okay. You want all it? sides okay. welcome. Okay. So uh, that was the year that I had a condition called an omental infarction. Um, this is uh, <laughs> yeah. No, this is real. This okay, is the okay. worst pain I've ever experienced in my oh. entire life. Oh. Uh, situated under the right under my uh, lowest rib, right. Right in this, if, if podcast listeners, I'm like showing him right where it was, um, <laughs> and it was it was as though someone had. I'd have never been stabbed, but I imagine it to be what it would feel like if someone stabbed me, and then started twisting the knife around a couple times. Oof. Um, pain that I couldn't sleep. Uh, pain so intense that I couldn't. Uh, breathing hurt a lot. I'm not gonna say I couldn't breathe. But I, I could, but it wasn't fun. Um, and when breathing becomes not fun, you know, there's probably a problem. Yeah. Um, and I ended up calling my dad. Tanner was not here, I believe, that week. Because uh, I, I, I had it for like a week before I did anything about it. This was right before exams started, final exams. Crap. And I called my dad like Sunday night before the Monday, the next Monday. I had a art theory exam. Um, <laughs> a toughie, uh, a, t- a real toughie. I got an A in that class, um, which is saying a lot for me. And it was one of those. It was one of those things where I was like, "Dad, you know, hey man, I uh, I feel like I'm gonna die. I need to go to the hospital." And Dad is like, "Dad's one of those people. Uh, he's an eight as well." Um, as we'll you, talk. We'll talk about. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll later. talk about the. Um, but he has. He has a. Uh, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of uh, skepticism when it comes to me and pain, mm. because he can withstand a lot of pain, um, mm. and so he doesn't really bother with empathizing about physical pain much. Classic. Um, and so he was like, oh, "You really want me to take you to the ER? I guess I can take you to the ER." And I was like, "Cool." Thanks for the support, Dad. <laughs> I really appreciate it. Um, wow, so thanks loving. for the ride. He's like, you sure you don't need to take a couple Advils? I was like, Dad, I'm pretty sure a couple Advils are not going to do the trick. I do appreciate you asking, though. Uh, so we went out of the hospital, and um, <laughs> uh, I sat. we sat in the waiting room for like two and a half hours. After about two and a half hours, uh, I had actually taken some Advil before I got in the car with him, so it started like dimming down a little bit. It was real fun, the waiting room. There's a guy who uh, cut his finger off from skateboarding somehow. Uh, that was really cool. A uh, bunch of screaming. This is at like one in the morning at this point. I finally got into a room, and uh, and Dad is like, "All right, man, you gonna be okay?" At this point, he kind of like he'd kind of softened up a little bit, and he's like, "Okay, he's he's not backing down. Like he's serious. He needs to. He wants to be in this hospital. Okay, right. fine." 
And so he was like, all right, I guess I better be a little more empathetic <laughs> to my son's <laughs> peril. Um, nice. Uh, and so he was like, you know, okay, let's, um, I got to go back to work. Um, you're going to be okay here. They'd give me some morphine and I was feeling a little better. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll be fine. I hadn't slept, but for like two hours a night for the last like five days. So yeah. I was like, I'll be fine. There was a TV in there. The playoffs were going on. The Celtics were, I think, in the playoffs. I think that was in the midst of their Western Yeah, Conference you remember what run. happened when you were in the hospital? Yeah. I yeah. remember Kobe scored 81 points when I was in the hospital with appendicitis. Really? Yeah. Wow. Did you know our mutual friend Chase was at that game? Yeah. It's like he can't stop talking I've about heard it. that before. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Chase. If you hear this, please, please don't disown me as a friend. It's very cool that you're at the 81-point game. Jalen Rose is very sad. Um yeah, and so I remember it was it was the Western Conference Finals, Eastern Conference Finals, not Western Conference Finals, uh, between Boston and uh, the Cavs, hmm. and Boston was Kyrie-less, uh, and it was, uh, yeah. no, no, wait, 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 It was wait, pre-Kyrie. Wait. It was pre-Kyrie, yeah, yeah, it was way pre-Kyrie. I think it was Isaiah Thomas, it was during the Isaiah Thomas run. Ah. Yeah, 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 yeah. it was when Isaiah Thomas was doing all of his crazy Isaiah Thomas stuff. Yeah. Um, may he rest in peace. As a basketball player and not as a person, he's still very. It's much on the alive. Wizards now, so <laughs> then he is dead. Um, <laughs> if Jabari Parker is wanting to leap, like okay, so <laughs> yeah, so I remember, I remember Boston being involved is the key point here, right? And I was like, yeah, I'll just watch the TV, hopped up on morphine, and I'll I'll be good, and I'll just try to get some Z's or catch some catch some sleep or whatever. Um, TV didn't work. At all. Mm. There's no there's no turning it on. So I was just kind of like, I had my hat. I had my bed that I was sitting in. And I had the screams of a bunch of other patients in the hospital. Oh, and so the I was screams? like. screams? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. And so I was like, all right, I'll just put my hat over my head. And I'll, I'll, now that I'm not really feeling the pain right now, I'll just try to get some sleep. Didn't get some sleep at all. Couldn't sleep at all. Um, they ended up taking me into a, gosh, I got to remember what they did first. I think. And they rolled me. I didn't have to walk this entire night. They rolled me into a ultrasound machine thing, mm. and they did an ultrasound, uh, and they couldn't find anything. And I'm like, "Did I just, <laughs> did I just make this?" I was talking to myself. I'm like, "Did I just make this up? Is this like, is this like something that I totally made up off the top of my head? This is terrible." I'm going to look like a laughing stock. <laughs> the morphine was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? What in the world? And they were like, okay, uh, that's interesting. So we're going to roll you back and we're going to think about what to do next. And I was like, they're about to kick me out of the damn hospital. Like, this is the worst thing. This is the worst no day of my life. <laughs> no fakers. No fakers. No fakers allowed. Um, and then they rolled me in and they did a CAT scan. Mm. And this is at this point, it's like three in the morning. This is in, in intervals of like two hours. Yeah. So like I'm sitting in my bed, not able to sleep for like two hours. This is a huge aside. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is ridiculous. Um, I just remember the details of it. And freaking, they do the CAT scan and it's like the thing they put in your blood or whatever. So the, the CT scan, the CAT scan like works, you know, you know what I mean? You, have, oh, you ever had one? Yeah, it's that like that stuff. makes you like warm everywhere and, and like poop? feel like you have to pee or something. Did you poop yourself? I did not. No, I did not. Oh, I, I did had, that. I had powerful, I powerful, uh, powerful bowel sphincter control. Um, <laughs> <laughs> cut that off. I'm not going to um, do that. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. Jerk. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> not going to be able to do it. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
Uh, and so it was the weirdest, weirdest sensation ever going through a CAT scan. And they, they get back. It's like 6 a.m. now. Mom has finally shown up because she woke up and she came over to the hospital. She's come to see if I'm okay. And the head doctor at Vanderbilt, like the head doctor at Vanderbilt came into my room and was like, hey, man. And I was like. House MD. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. <laughs> The joke, if that was a joke, it went over my head. I apologize. The TV show. Yeah, I've never seen it. House. Um, I just, I've seen the pictures. I saw a grumpy old man. I was like, I'm good. Mm. Um, but it was this, the head doctor at Vanderbilt. And he was like, hey, man. And I was like, oh, God. Am I, are, are you about to tell me I've got a chronic illness? You're either fine like, or I'm, you're dying. I'm either fine or I'm about to die tomorrow. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> pl- bonus, don't have to take exams. Not Downside, bonus. I'm going to die tomorrow. Yeah. Awesome. And everyone's going to be sad. Yeah, it's going to be real fun. And he came in, and he's like, so um, this is something that we've only seen in the history of Vanderbilt Hospital probably about 130 times, I think. Mm. And I was like, hmm, hmm, you're about to tell me I'm going to die. And he's like, it's called uh, what we call an omental infarction. So omental. Omental. Infarction. Infarction, yeah. Okay. And he was like, this usually only happens to uh, long-distance marathon runners. And uh, But you, you the know, listeners might not know, you are not. <laughs> <laughs> Especially at that point in oh your life. Oh, my gosh. I've been running lately, but, like, back then I was probably pushing 260. And, like, there's n- I'm no... In no way a long distance runner. <laughs> and so he was like, so what this, what this is is a section of your fat cells in your body are necrotizing and stealing, basically popping oh. in, in, your, in, your, uh, in your ribs. I think it was popping. He said, I remember hearing necrotizing. I was so terrified at this point. I don't remember all the details. Um, <laughs> and he was like, Thankfully, it's going gonna, it's gonna to go away after about another week. Um, and I was like, great. So I just pay. I have to, I'm probably going to have to pay like $18,000 in hospital bills for something that would have gone away in a week. But, you know, he was like, I, we, we understand your pain. Like, it's not nice. It's not fun. Mm. And, I mean, I've had a kidney stone before, and this was worse than that. Damn. So it was very bad. And I was like, okay. Uh, great. I have an exam today. Um, do I have to stay in the hospital? Is there a surgery required? What's going on? He's like, no, no, no. It'll it'll clear on its own. Uh, we're gonna send you home with some um, some oxycodone, uh, and uh, if you just keep taking that until the, you notice the pain going away, and uh, you should be okay. And I was like, cool, very cool. I'm about to get addicted to oxycodone. I'm really or excited. become Lipscomb's. Best dealer, or become the Lipscomb dealer. Walking, of, of walking back to a college Let's campus with a, a bottle full of oxy. <laughs> Let's there's, be honest here. There's uh, no better feeling. <laughs> <laughs> I would not be the only one. Um, True. And so, even at a Christian school like Lipscomb. Oh God, uh, you have no idea <laughs> what goes on in a Christian school like Lipscomb. Um, and so, I was like, okay, cool, great. Uh, I guess that'll be awesome. And I took the rest of my final exams uh, on Oxycontin and didn't get lower than a B on any of them. So big shot. You learned your lesson right there. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. Just grab it. Take it. Yeah. 
take it with you. And I threw it away after I had like half a bottle left. I threw it away. Very proud of myself. Big flushed shouts. it? You flushed it? No, no. I just let it leave it, left it sitting on my dresser for like a year and a half, and then I threw it away. <laughs> okay. I still have, well, I probably shouldn't say, I still have a bottle of, like, hardcore pain meds from when I nearly broke my ankle at post-church basketball. Yeah, yeah. And I still have, like, half a bottle of those meds yeah, so in my backpack. When you say post-church basketball, are you talking, like, after church or, like, post-church? Well, originally it was after church. Now I would describe it as more like a post-church world in which it happened. <laughs> so, so, yeah, that's... <laughs> That's how I would describe it. I'm really interested to see yeah. what you're going to cut out of this. Dang, that was a good story. Mm-hmm. I hadn't heard that before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a um, it was a terrifying moment in my life. A traumatic. It was a traumatic experience. All of that to say, yeah, I lived for Tanner in high-rise that year. Dude, I cry. <laughs> I cry often. Often. <laughs> when was the last time you cried? Oh, last month, maybe. Nice. Uh, what about before that? Oh, oh, three years ago. Something oh, like that, maybe. Gosh. Somewhere in there. Dude, I cry like. No, maybe two. Maybe I cry maybe one, two, like actually. every movie. Like, <laughs> I cry. I cry often. I cannot imagine that crying at a movie. That's insane. Not the closest like I got ugly was, crying, just like a, a tear rolling even down that. my cheek. The closest I got was slightly tearing up when Tony Stark, spoilers, died in Endgame. Oh. Uh, like All right, we I, got a spoiler. We need to spoil at this mark. We need to put there. I, I, already, I already said spoilers, and I paused. Is that not good enough? Paused is a pretty generous <laughs> <laughs> for what that was. I'm going to have to do an instrumental interlude with me. Letting people know. A liturgist-style instrumental interlude to let hey people guys, know. this is just Mitchell Moon and Mike cutting in quickly to say, if you spoiler warning, Endgame, if you haven't seen Avengers Why Endgame, haven't you? First off, you clearly don't care yeah, if you I haven't seen Yeah, I would say that, honestly. I would probably say that. I mean, it's it's a meme at this point. It's like... It's everywhere. It's like Dumbledore dying when Snape killed him. Like, it's just... Dude! It's just how it goes. <laughs> Wait, Dumbledore dies? Spoilers ahead. (laughs) Spoilers ahead. Darth Vader was his dad this whole time? the whole time. (laughs) The entirety of that. And George Lucas totally planned that. Okay, so A New Hope was on TV the other day. 
Darth Vader got way worse at lightsaber fighting. Like Anakin, yeah, got way worse. Like yeah. at lightsaber fighting in, in between, between three and four. Between three and four, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Like Obi Wan, it's like at least he was old. Yeah. So like maybe that. Well, think an well, yeah, sure. Think about it this way. Um, but then Darth Vader got better again. Oh, in in six. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And in uh, slightly better in five, and, in and then a the hit TV show Rebels, Star Wars Rebels, coming out soon on DVD. It's probably already out on DVD, but I don't actually know for <laughs> sure. <laughs> but but a New Hope, it looks like they are. Looks like it's like you and like your four year old brother like yeah. hitting each other with sticks, like the the wrapping paper rolls at mm, Christmas time. Mm. That's what mm. a, their fight is. Looks that a like. fond memory you have, Michael? Oh yeah! Wow, wrapping paper rolls. Wow. This podcast brought to you by <laughs> wrapping paper rolls. <laughs> finish, finish the, finish the, finish the ad. Soft enough to hit your brother with. <laughs> and this podcast is also also brought to you by the Yosemite Valley picture Michael has up in his living room. Mm. Yosemite Valley picture that Michael has up in his living room. A once stolen Yosemite Valley. Yos, I said Yosemite. Yosemite. Like, I said Yosemite like a hundred times, huh? You said that a lot. Well, you know, sometimes you just got to pronounce things so, incorrectly. So I was playing this game once, and even bringing this up is a risky thing for me because I'm really these excited. people probably aren't listening to this podcast. But <laughs> in case they do, we're laying it out there. I mean, I've already once I've already I, half insulted Chase, lost, one of my best friends. Like I twice, lost so. friends over a game called Battle of the Sexes. One yeah, time. have you heard of this game? I have. So it's boys versus girls. Yeah, and it's um, I would assume so given Battle of the Sexes. Please continue. It's like. One side answers a question, yeah. like one person on one side answers a question, yeah. and then the other person, you're supposed to guess what their answer is going to be. Right, sure, sure. Um, and that's, this is like the, fi- like the final, like double jeopardy, whatever, <laughs> final last, countdown. last go. Yeah. It's a terrible Lightning song. round. Yeah. So this girl that I know incredibly well mm-hmm. has three choices, and it's where would you like to go on vacation? Oh, gosh. This is the question yeah. for her. And it's like um, Panama City Beach. Okay. Yosemite. Uh, yeah. Or some like big city. I'll say like Chicago or something. Definitely, definitely Yosemite. I know this girl. Yeah. Big beach girl. Mm. I also know she mm. doesn't know what Yosemite is. <laughs> I'm not trying to be rude, but you have to keep listening to the story to know how I knew that. Okay, okay. Or like why like it's clear that she yeah. didn't know. So, anyways, so I'm like, this girl's going to guess beach. So, yeah. the boys, we say, think she's going to guess beach. And the card that she flips over is Yosemite Valley. She says, Yosemite. So, it was clear that they were trying to figure out which one we thought, which one they thought we would guess, that they were going to guess. Yeah. And then I, like, called them on that. Mm. I'm conflict ready. Mm. I'm like, that's bullcrap. Mm. You don't even know what it's called. It's Yosemite. Mm. <laughs> so, like, clearly, you don't want to go there on vacation. Oh, no. You got too much in the game, huh? Haven't spoken to uh, that girl in three years. You. Maybe five. What? That's not totally true, but our relationship definitely changed. That's not the main reason. Wow. We'll talk about that another another pod. Okay. That's okay. Well, I don't even want to get into sure, that on sure. the internet. Sure. Wow. I was a douche. I mean, we've all you been, can believe we've that. all been a douche. You oh, can believe I can that. believe that. Yes. You're right. Yeah. I'm-
All right. I hope you're enjoying our conversation so far. Next, we talk about uh, something that, that Mitchell and I talk about a lot when we're together, and that is the Enneagram. For the record, no, this is not an Enneagram podcast. No, we will not talk about the Enneagram every episode. Do you know about the Enneagram? It doesn't matter to me. I don't care. But we talked about it for a little bit, and I asked the question, is the Enneagram helpful? helped me kind of understand that it's okay that I want solitude a lot, Mm. but also I need to recognize that I'm never going to be, and I'm never going to solve this loneliness if I don't get out of that solitude. Yeah. Um, And so like with, as with most things that I see, it's, there's two sides to it. Mm. There's a double-edged sword. Yeah. In that my solitude is really nice because I can, I can say no, I can recover and like be okay with hurting feelings as long as it's in the interest of I have I need to do this like this is something I need to do, um, which I think I, we relate to mm-hmm. we relate with. Um, although for me, I think it comes from a more selfish place than for you. Because I think a lot of yeah. times I I rarely am able to do that for yeah. myself. Yeah, I'm able to do that for other people and yeah. be like, I need to stop doing this. For the sake of someone else. Yeah. Or like some people aren't confrontational people, aren't going to enter into that. And by confrontational, I mean in a bad way. Just like mm-hmm. like to say, hey, I need to go home mm-hmm. is actually entering into conflict. Mm-hmm. Very small, but for some people, that's a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? And, Absolutely. And so it's kind of like if I am sensing the room and I'm like, okay, this person needs to go home, but they don't want to be the first person to leave. Yeah. Oftentimes I'll be like, all right, I'm going to peace. And then that kind of gives them permission yeah. to be like, I'm going to go home too. Yeah. But they don't want to be the first. Right. Know? Sure. So. Sure. Dope. Yeah, I would have no problem being the first if I thought yeah. I needed to go home. Right. I don't give a crap. And I have it's been like, the first. I am times. leaving. Yeah. And I brought you, you, and you here. So you have to so leave you're too. leaving too. Yeah. Yeah. I've done that before too. That's why I never liked, I'll, I never liked riding the people to things because mm-hmm. I'm like, what if I want to stay longer? Yeah, they might deuce out. Deuce out. Deuce yeah, and then I'll have, out, then whatever. I'll be FOMO'd. Yeah, yeah. And I don't want that. Yeah. When you live in Huntsville with none of your friends there, it's hard to be FOMO'd. Yeah. Hmm. I think I would just be FOMO'd all the time about what's happening in Nashville. But then you live in Nashville and you realize there's not a lot happening here either. Yeah. We're all just existing on this blue space rock. (laughs) What's your least favorite Enneagram number? (laughs) I know mine. What's yours? Um, <laughs> it might be the same. I feel like it's a very commonly least named least favorite. Oh gosh! Because this isn't a real no, Enneagram think, podcast, think... so we can be real and we can say this number actually sucks. <laughs> <laughs> we don't yeah. have to be like every. You know, I don't know that there's one that's better yeah. than the other ones. I think or whatever. I think I think I know which one you're talking about. I don't think it's mine though. Oh okay. Good I for think you. I think my not least a hateful person is, uh, is twos. Twos. Yeah. Bad experiences with some twos? No, not really. Um, not really bad experiences. They're just the ones that I don't understand the most. 
Ooh. They're the ones that I am I feel that feel so foreign to me. Yeah. Because they give too much and I don't give enough. Yeah. And so like then Maybe you able, need it to. Maybe I do need it to in my that life. That can love you and you can yeah. just hoard their love and not return it. Ever. And they're constantly yeah. hoping yeah, that maybe I will maybe it. they'll love me yeah. back if I do one more thing <laughs> and you're just taking all their love. And not texting them back. It would be one of the most unhealthy things in the world. It happens if I every day, though. Oh, my gosh. It happens um, every day yeah. in America. Yeah. Wow. Wake up, sheeple. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's two. I think yours is three, right? Oh, it's three. Yeah. yeah. I think there's something, as an eight, about the the hugely, like, authenticity is, like, the chorus of values. Oh, 100%, yeah. To us as eights. For y'all, yeah. For, yeah and to threes, it's the times. least of the values. I feel yeah. Like. And I feel like that's just a conflict clash. Sure. Because eights, because we're both go-getter numbers. Gotta go get it. So our whole, our whole lives, we have been competing against each other. Yeah. It's like we've been competing against each other since, like, student council in middle school. Yeah. Because we're both like, no, I can be a leader. I can be in charge. But you're coming at it from different reasons. Yes. Yeah. So, like, eights are thinking, I don't want anyone else to be in charge. Yeah. Threes are thinking, I'm going to be the person in charge. Like, that's a good status For the thing. sake of it. Yeah. And eights are like, if I can't be myself, I don't want to do that anymore. That's why eights are self-employed and do dumb stuff like start podcasts. Like, well, I at least in my podcast, yeah, I'm the boss. Yeah, for now. Or, and by I'm the boss, I mean like I'm not being controlled by someone else. I don't super care to be an authority, but I'm down to clown. I'm down with not being. I, I love partnerships. Mm. I love partnerships. I love like people that can match me, yeah, differently than I'm than like another person like me would. Match so not me. A, not an, not another eight, but yeah. like who can match you as a different number? Yeah, sure. Like Madeline, you know, sure, who, yeah, who I work with. Um, she is a nine, and she can match me. Yeah, insanely competent, incredibly mm. gifted, mm-hmm. and I just really value her voice. Yeah, we're partners. Yeah, um, and I love that. I don't love. Being feeling like I'm being controlled, or I can do okay with bosses as long as there's like it's said from the beginning, this is the situation. Sure, I can submit myself to authority, I pay taxes. close our time out me and Mitchell talked a little bit about faith how faith grows and changes how our views change and I think this was a beneficial conversation for both of us so go ahead and listen in your views on God mm-hmm. changed in since you were since you were <laughs> born 16 since I was 16 
Holy cow. Because um, I think that's an age where you think you've got it all figured out. At least for me it was. Yeah. So it's before you start realizing that you, you don't. So I'm going to change your question. Please. I'm do. an a-hole. Um, you're a, and, and because you're a-hole. I'm a single. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. That was some college-level humor right there. Yeah. Um, no, because in my – just me personally, I had – I've always felt like I'm two years late on things, mm. on everything. Yeah. So, like, whatever – what you're 16 is probably assuming – I probably didn't really think until I was 18 because mm. I'm, I'm usually really late to coming, to coming into most things, like – personal things so like i got my license at 18 Mm. um i'm just not in a rush right i'm just not in a rush to think that stuff so i'll I'll start from 18 if you don't mind please okay so coming out of high school um i've always been a selfish person yeah always um and that didn't change in college and it hasn't changed so far that's just that's and it's something i want to change for sure right but it's something that I think partially comes from my uh, my enneagram type mm. and this uh, the avarice that I feel about it everything yes. about what I have about me and avarice the meaning resources like that, greed not necessarily greed greed I would think so avarice and greed are different so greed is wanting more things okay. whereas I think avarice is refusing to share hoarding? the things that you have hoard more of a hoarding thing gotcha yeah yeah. I don't necessarily care about getting more things. I just want to keep what I've got. Right. Um, And so I would hear a lot in high school that, you know, following Christ requires everything. And in the back of my head, I'd be like, no way. Hmm. No way, man. I, I I can't give you everything. What would I have left? I wouldn't have anything left, hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, even now I struggle with that where I'm like to work at this, this rehab and to really be a force for the Lord in this rehab, I have to give all of what I have to this, to this yeah. work. You have and to be I, open and I haven't 100%. Done I, I haven't done it yet, and I'm, I don't know if I will do it. I don't know if I can. I think I can, but, like, it's hard. It's the most – it's the hardest thing I have to do. Right. Uh, the most difficult thing I have to do because it's me giving everything that I have is is anathema to me. Like I hate it. I hate the idea of that. Um, and I think when I got out of high school, I was like, I'm just going to go to college and I don't know what I want to do. I don't have any idea what I want to major in. I'm just going to go to college to go to college mm. and just see if I can't figure it out from there. Um, and I ended up majoring in philosophy and theology, um, which are two separate majors. I get asked that a question a lot mm. when I say that. Um, and I thought, okay, I guess I have an idea about what I want to do now. I want to be a youth minister, I guess. Mm. But it was always, I guess, attached to it. Yeah, Like I didn't really want to. Right. Um, but I said, I guess I'll just be a minister of some sort. And I was doing internships at these different churches and ended up in Huntsville in like the end of 2017. Yeah, the summer of 2017. The, I guess the middle of the year 2017, the end of the uh, school year of 16, 17. And I ended up in Huntsville. And I was like, wait, 
right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think so. Gosh. Years are tough. Mm. And um, God really was just a rule book, mm. a, a rule giver, a kind of person who is like, I need you to do this, this, and this for me because you'll get a reward in heaven. Yeah. So go do it. And, like, I've never never really felt like I had a relationship with God. Mm. And I still don't right now mm. because it's like I just want to be alone, I guess, mm. but not in the sense of, like, lonely. Yeah. I guess that's the thing I want the most is to be alone but not lonely. Yeah. And able to reach out into something else yes. when you want on to. On my terms. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, which isn't how God works. Mm. And I'm slowly, or life even, for that matter. Yeah. And especially as I got through college, like, I began to, I began to get that shattered. And I think I was in a stressful place of, like, of a stress sevenness a lot mm. while I was in college. And that sucked because I was stressed a lot. But yeah. also I think it was a good thing because it's like you got to give no matter what, pal. Yeah. Like it's going to – you're going to get forced to give part of yourself no matter what. And being where I am now, it's it's forced me to realize like you've got to give at some point, pal. Mm. Like you can't keep it forever. Yeah. Um, so you might as well give it to me. This is the Lord talking. Right. The Lord talking. It's like, okay, fine, whatever. And I'm coming to that point right now, like right now. Yeah, you know, in in that, I may not want to give my time and my energy and my self right to this work, but I'll have to give it to something, right? And if not to this work, what am I going to give it to? Right, you know. Yeah, so. that's good stuff. I mean, I was listening to Pete Holmes's podcast. You made it weird the other day. Mm. And he had a Ru- Ru- Russell Brand on, so you know Russell Brand. I do. Yeah. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah. And other things. Russell Crowe. Dated, not Russell Crowe. <laughs> he dated Katy Perry briefly. Yeah. He's that British guy, you know. Right. And <laughs> that that one. Yeah, talks like a llama. Yeah, exactly. And you know he's he's him and Pete are like going back and forth and going on and on and. Um, he he said this one thing. Russell said this one thing. Um, he said, "I believe in God be, because if I didn't believe in God, then you would be my God, or sex would be my God, or whatever. Because mm-hmm. we make gods of things. Mm-hmm. If I'm not operating under some external thing." Mm-hmm. outside of myself like if if i don't have believe in something higher more divine mm-hmm. spiritual thing going on here mm-hmm. then i'm just going to do whatever i can to please you or please myself yeah yeah um which it's never wrong to please others or please yourself sure but i think that's something that we we all struggle with and it's I, not wrong necessarily that's, it's kind of what I hear you saying too. It's, sure. it's like you you can do 
whatever you want, you know, and keep keep to yourself and yeah. be by yourself. But then what's the point of that? Yeah. Um, being open is a hard thing. Mm-hmm. And since we've been talking about the Enneagram, I think that's something that every number every number struggles with, like, opening up a certain part of themselves. Yeah. A, a, some sort of lockbox they like to keep for themselves. Sure, sure. You know, for an eight, it would be this this inner child that I mm-hmm. like to block out other people from seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, from a two, it's a being able to like openly express like I want you to love me. Yeah, be, not because of whatever you know. Yeah. For um, for you, it's opening quite literally just yourself to other yeah. people. Yeah. And I think we all have, have those things. Um, and it's interesting how that plays, plays together because we all have the thing that we don't want to open yeah. up, but we have, you know, the way you've talked about God, God wants us to open those things. Yeah. Dope, man. Dope. This has been fun. Yeah. Always good to see you, man. Thank you. And we're gonna we're gonna hang out more. Obviously, yeah. This was just for for the listeners. Just for the listeners. Yeah. This is an end. Thanks for tuning in today. We super super duper appreciate it. Thank you for spending some time with me and Mitchell. I hope you had a good time. I know that I did. If you want to give us a rating, give us a five-star rating. If you don't want to give us a rating or don't want to give us a five-star rating, then don't. Feel free to share this with your friends. Either way, I'm having fun. So if you listen to this, thank you. Have a good week. Did the U.S. win last night? Which U.S.? The men's team? The men's team did not win. They lost to Mexico? They got they got beat by Mexico. How much? 1-0. Frick. Yeah. A very, very cheeky backheel from a young Mexican forward. His name escapes me. <laughs> Led to a goal. You can't say that. It's offensive. Huh? You can't call him Mexican. He's literally Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> He's quite literally Mexican. There's, there's no other way around it. He's, he's Hispanic, sure. He is a Mexican forward. Are you sure? I'm 110% sure. <laughs> gotcha culture is going to be calling you. Yeah.